We have a lot to talk about. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. We're almost 30 podcasts. We're a podcast about navigating life transitions. This podcast was born on the transition from your 20s to your 30s, uh, an experience that Lindsay and I were very close to. Uh, We We, thought we would uh, put a mic behind uh, the conversations we already came together. Because we're learning this shit with you. Yeah, because we're we're truly learning every day. It's all together. (laughs) But we are. Krista and I haven't seen each other. Sorry. I'm like looking at her like, hello. I know. We haven't seen each other. And you're looking at your phone too. So, yeah, sorry. Being fucking rude. Um, she hasn't seen me right, in bye, so mom. long and she's on her phone. Be there in a bit, mom. Okay, bye. Um, <laughs> Rude. <laughs> We're so glad you're back. Thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. for subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes. Thanks mm-hmm. for joining our secret Facebook group. Yeah, they're rolling in and we're not even asking for them. It's crazy. Yeah, thanks so much. Maybe that's the key. <laughs> not asking. We're, we get it, guys. <laughs> not forcing anyone. Literally. <laughs> not begging. <laughs> But that yeah, the so reviews desperate. are coming in. Appreciate it. More people in the group. Appreciate it. Yeah. 17K motherfucking followers. Appreciate it. Yo, our Instagram is going to surpass my Instagram. No but way. I'm nervous. It's the meme game. It's an everyday race and I'm, I'm sweating. It's the meme game. It'll probably surpass my Should I introduce memes to my Instagram? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm like, I need to take the memes that we <laughs> send to Chloe and use them. Actually, Chloe finds all the good memes. Yeah, she's more so she's more aware than we are. She's more woke. Yeah. Justin sends her memes and he, she uses them. Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. Justin is the meme king. She's yeah. the meme queen. He yeah. loves a good meme. So what's been going on? How have you been feeling? How have I been feeling? I've been good. October felt a little like funky, funk, funky. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone was feeling that way. I was on a high, I think, from like turning 30 in September. Cool. You know? Yeah. For so no reason. It? So you liked it? Yeah, I loved it. I loved October? Oh, no, I loved turning 30 in oh, like the, the month of September. Yeah. And then October just felt like I couldn't quite get ahead with things I wanted to get done. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when I'm super attached to like a goal, mm-hmm. I'm disappointed if I can't commit to it 100%. Mm-hmm. So I just felt a little thin. Mm-hmm. I kept saying, I mean, not actually thin, just like spread thin, mm-hmm. like... I couldn't quite complete everything, Mm -hmm. but it ups and flows, you know, Mm -hmm. my brother is back living here with me and my mom is here, which is such a blessing, but it's also, I was telling you, and I've even told my mom this, it's like, it's really interesting to have someone in your space Mm -hmm. to be around family. I haven't been around my family in a really long time, Mm -hmm. like so close in proximity. So it's interesting, but it's been good. I think it's really helping me to, like see them, I guess. Like I, I think when you're home, you kind of see them in their roles. So, oh, that's my mom. Oh, she's downstairs doing laundry or she's running to a meeting or, oh, that's my dad. Oh, he comes home at this time. And my mom always hangs out in her underwear. Oh my God. Even when my friends come over. Really? Yeah. I'm like, mom, put pants on. Wait, that's hilarious. Everyone's literally like, Caitlin, she was like, what's your mom doing? Hanging out in her underwear? Like my boyfriends would come over and she'd be like in her underwear. She'd be like, what? Oh my god! Put your pants on, mom. Wait, I love. Fuck. <laughs> my mom would like change her pants when people come over. She's like, "Is it too casual if I'm in leggings?" Oh my god! I was like, "What do you mean?" God, that's my dream. It's like weird. I was She's like, okay. "Pants on." It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. She's like, "Well, if you're dating him, I don't give up." Oh, <laughs> I would have no pants on, drinking a diet coke, <laughs> listening to NPR, <laughs> like doing something like that didn't matter. Oh my god! It's like okay. <laughs> My dad, if my when they were together, actually, that was so long ago, I don't even know what they'd be doing. My dad would be like doing something, a chore for us. Mm, mm-hmm. 
filling up our gas tanks or something. Tightening the screws on your desk chairs. Literally. They were creaking earlier. Literally. But yeah, it's been good. And I've been like fully immersed in uh, acting classes. Yeah. Um, How is that? Great. It's kind of an... It's kind of showing me that like that I do love to work on the, the craft like period. And we had that interview with Mia Serafino, um, which is out. So listen to it. But um, she like our conversation totally resonated with me because you have to be like doing it all the time. Mm. You have to be thinking about it all the time, you know, and in everything that you do, even if it's you know, before bed, if I'm writing down like my schedule for the next day or something, like I also could be writing down, you know, like character inspiration Mm -hmm. for, you know, whatever I'm working on right Mm -hmm. now. Like just, just things where I always should be kind of buzzing with Mm -hmm. it in my body and my mind and my heart, whatever. And just being around other creatives. Um, we'll get into your weekend because I know you're around so many. It's like being around that energy, like allowed me to see myself in like a higher place like Mm -hmm. so where I want to go so I want to be on a sitcom like so being around people I'm able to like see myself there if that makes sense because they're even if they're wanting the same thing um I can almost like see our stories intertwine like I I make up shit in my head where I'm like oh my god I'm gonna like see Dave in five years like on set and like we're gonna laugh about like oh my Mm -hmm. god we were in that improv class together that was so fun like just Mm -hmm. shit like that Mm -hmm. I think like even if it's like a dream or I imagine it kind of puts the energy out there and it becomes more real in my head whereas if I'm super disconnected from being in class and like learning then I kind of forget like the magic of it, the fun of it, like the constant like creating of it, like some things work, some things don't. I'm just, I- I'm less, there's less pressure on it when I'm always doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Because I, I leave more room to like fail and then get back up and do it again. Whereas if I'm not always doing it, I'm like, oh fuck, if I didn't do this right this time, like who knows when I'll go off and go at it again, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so yeah, class has been amazing. Is it UCB? No, I'm at the Groundlings. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is where like Kristen Wiig was, Will Ferrell, like all those So did you do the the shows? So at Groundlings, you only do the shows if you're in the company. Oh, okay. Groundlings is really, really intense. It's Mm -hmm. like, they're very selective. They don't let you go to the next level very easily. Um, so if you're at the Groundlings, you're not at the Groundlings to be in the company. I don't think, I don't think that's like your main goal. If it is great it might not happen for 10 years mm-hmm. like it's a long process so yeah we don't perform on stage but I mean we're performing in class every day and like learning and it's so useful and like what's an example of a day um well it's like a three and a half hour class two times a week this one I'm in we'll like do our warm-ups like really weird exercises which actually I have one that I think is effective and I'll talk about it but we usually have a focus for for the day. So today it was space work. So when you're on stage improvising, this is actually so important. I wonder if anyone finds this I interesting. Love it. Yeah. Creating space for imaginary objects, but like doing it in such mm. a way that is so convincing. So making space. So if mm. I pick up a pencil, you know, I'm not going to pick up a pencil like this. Mm-hmm. I'm having my two fingers together, leaving space for it. Mm. Things totally. like that. Like a treasure chest. Yeah. So you're if creating your. You <laughs> you were doing a yeah. pirate skit hell yeah you gotta leave space so you're able to like create this world because when people watch you they're like oh he's making coffee 
Mm. And they're not even thinking about like, oh, he's like a mining. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's so convincing. Yeah. He's making coffee. And it's also Groundlings is all about character work, which I love. Yeah. So yeah, I feel good being in class makes me feel like connected to my purpose. Yeah. For sure. And just helps me here too. You know, and I've let go of a few soul classes making room for this and for acting and all of that. It's been kind of like a it's been a transitional period. So while a lot of things, so many things are going so well, you know, I'm just like when things aren't quite in flow, I'm like a little rattled. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what October felt like Mm -hmm. and part of like, no, like this month felt like, but yeah, overall it feels very good. Yeah. It's really good. I'm sure. Yeah. It's like, right. Yeah. It does feel right. How was your weekend at Summit? Tell me all about it. Summit. What is Summit? So Summit guys is, um. Summit is an invitation-only conference where you have to interview, and it's basically, like, just super curated, and the sessions are just crazy good, and really, it's really designed for people that are entrepreneurs, who are venture capitalists, who are creatives, who have their own business. You know, the caliber of people there is, like, insane. Like, I couldn't believe that I was around these people that are doing big things, and dreaming big and want to give back and Mm want to make the most of their lives and are so smart, you know, Mm -hmm. and so thoughtful and all of these things. So, um, they used to have them on really small and they were probably like 300 people. They had them on, then they had them on cruise ships. So they take over the whole cruise ship and like, I was trying to imagine the cruise ship. It was kind of like really partyish. I'm like so glad that that's, is that still going on? Oh, no more on the cruise. I was like, no more yo, on, on a boat, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So they had him on a boat, but it got really partyish, and like everyone would like hook up. <laughs> it's like real world out to sea. What real is it? Real world out to sea. Road rules, real world out um, to sea. Below deck too. My dad, when we were in Croatia, was like. Eh, semester at sea. Semester at sea. Fuck yeah. He's like, have you ever seen below deck? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> dad, like, what are you doing watching? He's like, I was doing my research. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I'm retired. I've got nothing but time. <laughs> yeah, so Summit is cool. So this year it was in downtown LA. There was 3,000 people at the event. They're mostly around probably over the 30s, to be honest. They're probably like from cool. 35 to and above. I felt like actually very young being there. And um, with your ticket comes hotel stay. So you stay with people that go to Summit. So in my room, I shared a room with other people that went cool. to Summit. Cool, who was in your room? Um, this girl named Paige. She was a doll. She was so sweet. And then another girl who I never got to meet her, but I love her because she was quiet as a mouse every time she came home. You never met her? No, I never met her. Wait, that's hilarious. So, cause, because every time I'd be sleeping in bed, she'd come home at like 3 a.m. Oh, shut up. Was and there then, a little partying going on? Oh, there's so much partying going on. Oh. Like partying like fucking crazy. So oh. I'm there, I'm like getting up at seven, going to like a dream session at seven and like going to yoga sessions, going to com- basically in a conference room or whatever room all day long. Like I want to be learning all day long. I want to do a session mm-hmm. all day long, but at 10 PM I'm out. Like I'm yeah. good, but people would stay out till they had things till 4 AM. Oh my God. DJs like a track DJed. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Gary, fun. Gary Clark Jr. Played from like 11 cool. to 12. Hannibal Burris had a set. Damn. Comedians had a set. Like there's, Tons of music. It was at LA Theater. They have like discos. So I'm sure people were doing like crazy shit. Cool. Like, you know, just partying. Because for some, it's like they want to come and it's like a bunch of eligible people. Yeah. Was my husband there? I was. Were you looking for me? Probably. (laughs) Thank you. Like, honestly. (laughs) 
probably. There's everyone there's like stunning. It was crazy. Fuck. And like smart and rich and again. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Um yeah, so it's so dope. So some of the sessions, so I actually took some notes because I wanted to talk about some of the sessions that were so good and so inspirational and I learned honestly so freaking much. So Esther Perel, who I would love Dude. to have on. Esther Perel. Um if anyone knows Esther Perel, please. She's amazing. Put her in contact with us. Put her in contact with us. She's like a relationship expert. Um, sex ex- sex expert. expert. Yeah. She actually did a bunch of work on infidelity recently. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about the infidelity thing is she was saying that infidelity is such a big topic now because women are actually now speaking out against infidelity, even though it's been happening since the beginning of time. But back in the day, women never said anything or felt like they could speak out against mm. infidelity. So now that we feel like we are equal to men. We feel like we can like have the rights to not have our husbands cheat on us. Cause back in like the forties and fifties, your husbands mm-hmm. would cheat on you all the time and you couldn't say shit cause you didn't have a job. You didn't work. Right. You weren't making money. You were just a mom at home. It was like a weighing whether it was worth it or yes, not. To, it was a power play and yeah, divorce. People play. didn't get divorced. It, if divorces were looked upon negatively, totally. you know, you would never do that. So, um, the infidelity thing was super interesting. And when she was talking about with picking your partner, she said, you know, oftentimes I don't tell people to go with the person that, you know, they're most drawn to or passionate about, but picking the person that you can really compromise to make a life with. So it's like with this person, do we have mutual things in common? Mm. Could I build a life with this person? And she talked a lot about how timing is so important in your life. So it's not oftentimes she's like, you could have married a few different people, but the timing had to be right and how important timing was. I think about that all the time. Yeah. Just with past relationships. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the diversification of your community and friends and how important that is to a relationship. So now we ask our partners to be our therapists and our lovers and our best friend and all of those things. But actually having a diverse community around you is much more healthy than having that person be one thing because with those expectations, they will surely fail. So having that person be all of those things instead have other people be your therapist, obviously be your, okay. So I think for me, that's like totally true. Like mm. I have like things that I talk to Justin about, obviously like he's my best friend, but I have, you know, if I'm going to be talking about like something with my blog, I'm going to be talking to you or I'm going to be talking right. to Aubrey or I'm going to be talking to someone that gets it. Yeah. If I have something that's happening with almost 30, I'm going to talk to you. If I have something that's happening with work, I'm going to talk to someone else. If I have something that's happening with me and my body and my emotional health, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to someone else. Sure. You know, it's like he doesn't like he's amazing at that but he doesn't need to be that Mm. you know and I think that was like nice to hear because I I actually did that well um and then she also talked about being erotic and being erotic not in the sexual sense of but having the being present and having a focused being a focused and attentive Mm. so she said there's something erotic about that so basically that's like the true definition of the word oh yeah isn't that crazy I just felt that in my body yes like that's erotic like like think about someone just seeing you uh-huh. kind of taking you in being present, mm-hmm. not on their phone, not thinking about the next thing they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Focused attention. Yeah. Crazy. Did she talk about, um, cause I've heard her speak up on, um, cheating mm-hmm. and like why people cheat yeah. and the whole like desire thing. Yeah. So she talks about why people cheat and she oftentimes says 
people say that you're cheating because you're missing something from your relationship, but she says that's not true, that you are cheating because you're searching for the part of yourself that you lost. Mm -hmm. So in a relationship, when you first start dating someone, there's lust and romance and passion, you know, there should be at least at the beginning and, you know, it should keep throughout your relationship, but a lot of times it, it can, you know, kind of slow down if you've been dating someone for a long time. So oftentimes people will cheat because they're looking for um, someone to see them as sexy because they feel like they've lost lost that that. in themselves. They don't feel sexy anymore. Or if someone thinks they're really funny and they feel like they've kind of lost that. If someone else is identifying something that they feel like they've lost, then people will oftentimes cheat for that reason. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Fucking crazy. It makes so much sense. So much sense. And I think it puts the pressure off of like saying, you know, like, oh, you're missing that in your relationship because that might not be true. Well, it's it's also an, it's not easy to cheat, but it mm-hmm. kind of is that easy way out. But I, I think if more people recognize that that's what they're doing is filling something within them that they feel like they are not anymore, then they could kind of work from that place instead of like, you are not being there that for me anymore. Yep. You know? 100%. Cause it takes two people, you know? Um, so that was hers. That was Love her. amazing. Oh, and then the last thing with her in the infidelity work, um, was talking about, um, removing the judgment and the stigma around people that cheat. So oftentimes in a couple, in a relationship, mm-hmm. if someone cheats, not only does the person that's been cheated on have to have the person that cheated lie to them, Mm-hmm. But they also have to lie to their friends and family mm. on behalf of the person that cheated because they don't want to be judged. So if I have, you know, if someone has a husband, the husband's cheated on them, not only has the husband cheated and lied to them and betrayed them, but that person, because they want to avoid being judged by their entire community, family, and friends, they feel like they need to lie to them and act like everything is good. Yeah. So removing that stigma and judgment around it and just being open and kind of being accepting of the evolution of a relationship and that, you know, cheating may happen. I love that. Beautiful, right? I love that because I feel like I'd, I used to do that too. Like I'd be like, oh my God, cheaters, fuck cheaters. I would never cheat. Or I don't actually never said I would never cheat because I was like always cheating. But Well, I it ju- takes a lot of like courage and you have to mm-hmm. take the ego out. I yeah. think especially for the person who did cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, Either. And it's okay. That's like interesting. Cheating, you know, it, cheating's not okay, but like it's okay. Like it's, are not okay. It's just, well, it's a moment for like, it's an opportunity for growth, Mm -hmm. whether you guys stay together or you Mm -hmm. don't, Mm -hmm. no one died. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, let's move from that space where everyone's okay. Let's work on like why this happened. Yeah. Um, that was why Sophie was so like, I was just about to say that, like, that's why it's so powerful. I think, you know, it's more common than we, yeah. Sophie Jaffe. So when she talked on her episode about that, that was super powerful. So listen to that one. So it was really good. So Esther Perel, we'll, we'll actually link some of her work in our show notes. The Jessica Alba one. So Jessica Alba also spoke. Mm-hmm. And she was, I like had no expectation. I, you know, have no, I think we're so hard on women. So I kind of had believed the headlines and the tabloids um, about Honest Company, you know, not staying true to the organic standards. Mm-hmm. But she was great. She was like super poised. It was funny when I saw Cash, her husband. Yeah. He walked in with her two sons. Like, I was kind of late, so he walked in kind of late, too. And he asked the front door guy, he's like, hey, is um, Arun Sinatan, or the guy that was moderating, he's like, is, is he speaking? 
And the guy's like, um, no, it's Jessica Alba. He's like, okay, like he made a joke about it. Like he was like kind of just asking if the other guy was speaking. It was really, really cute. Um, but what was baller about her ses- session was um, at the end of it, the guy, she's very pregnant with her third. Shut up. I didn't know that. I know. Beautiful, stunning, pregnant woman. Uh, the guy goes, you know, if you could tell your, your future son anything, like what would you want to tell him? And well, she's gosh. like, you wouldn't ask that to Jeff Bezos, who's the CEO of Amazon. He was sitting in the front row. She's like, you wouldn't ask him that. Why are you asking me that? Which is like hilarious. I was like, dude, that's so fucking true. Like Damn. Jeff Bezos is right there. And she, and she was like, you're the best to Jeff Bezos. I thought that was amazing. Mm. But another thing about her too is that uh, she had the idea for The Honest Company for three years. She made an investor deck for three years. It was 100 pages. She, oh had, she had all the branding. She had all the ideation. Had to, took her three years to cut it down to 20 pages. And then that's when she finally started pitching and she kept getting tons of no's, tons of people saying, you know, that they didn't want to do it. But it was basically her idea, her business. And she said that she actually took on three male co-founders. And for a while, she kind of hid behind them. So she would act like it was a team. But really, it was her idea and her hard work behind it that created the company. And it was almost like she felt like she had to have them to feel credible enough to like start this business. Wow. Crazy, right? Are they still with her? I think they are. And she really likes working them, yeah. with them. But now she's saying, she's like, I'm just going to take ownership of what I've done, you know, with this business. And then also, too, if you remember when they got flack for not being organic, like there was mm-hmm. something, an ingredient that was not being organic. But actually, and this is where the media gets tricky, is the situation that happened was the Honest Company was being completely organic by the FDA standards. But the FDA standards weren't in agreement with the person that claimed they weren't organic. So where Honest Company was following the rules, it wasn't mm. the rules that this person that wasn't the FDA said about being organic. Got it. Do, you know what I mean? Yep. So it was basically like when they went to court, they won the court because they were everything was organic by the FDA, but this person had higher standards basically. So huh. it's like a false positive. Which is crazy. Wow. She's like, you know, I felt so depressed after. She's said that really like bothered her. Like, you know, she's trying to do good, providing an option for people to like give organic products to their babies. And, you know, it just like backfires. Wow. Crazy. So that was like amazing. She was amazing. Okay. Damn, I said amazing again. Fuck. Sorry guys about the amazing stuff. We have a word, but it was we amazing. Have a word a month. We have a word a month. Mine's interesting and yours is amazing. Oh, what was ours before? What have they been? Mm. Totally. Oh, yeah. Damn. I'm glad I graduated from that. Oh, and then we had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Andre Agassi talked about. Oh. He was amazing. Oh, fuck. He was cool. He was. <laughs> he was fucking rad. Yeah. He Wait, did profound. he talk about it like early on, Andre Agassi? Mm-mm. He talked okay. about his social impact investing. So he works with this guy that was in uh, venture capital. Mm. He used to manage like billions of dollars. And what they do is they get investors to invest in charter schools. Mm. So making schools in underprivileged neighborhoods. And those investments are essentially real estate. So at a point, they will be able to divest and earn money from it. So the investors are happy because they'll be making an investment that may not grow to a great 
that may not grow, you know, to billions and billions of dollars, but will get them a return over time. But more importantly is providing a social impact to schools in need. Wow. So it's a for-profit business model that helps these communities and helps these schools. And it's amazing. Like they did talk about how, you know, nonprofits are super important, but a lot of times too, it's companies that are for-profit, you know, are really making money and really able to do, this is their belief, that companies that are for-profit are able to do more good because they're working with more money. Right. So their impact is greater. So we talked about that. This is rad. Okay. If you're not, if this is so good, and I literally want to like tattoo this on my face. They said, if you're doing something good, you should be fearful if there's no competition. So if you truly believe that what you are doing is good and there is no competition, that is a bad thing. Because mm. then that means other people are not trying to do good alongside you. Mm. So I was thinking with us, like if we don't have anyone else that's trying to do what we're doing, that's not a good thing because what we're trying to do is, is good. create On a community. A level, yeah. yeah, empower people and like inspire people to live better. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like looking at competition in a positive way that you all are trying to do the same good thing. Mm-mm. And he also that. talked about recognizing the role of luck in your life, which is really cool. Oh, would you know Brian Grazer? Why does that sound familiar? He's a producer. He's the most amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. He did uh, Glee mm-hmm. and... Um, Apollo 13. Apollo he's done. He's been nominated 146 times. He did 8 Mile. He was the most interesting person I've ever heard did he in do my Glee? life. Did he do Glee? Am I like making that up? Maybe. Sorry. There's another Brian something. Okay, go and on. And every week he meets someone new. So he that. every week he schedules a meeting with someone completely new so he can learn from them. Wait, that's amazing. Like he's met with ODB, Slick Rick. Eminem, <laughs> chess people, cult leaders. So he always just tries to learn new something, something new every week. Isn't Wait, that fascinating? Amazing. No, he didn't do Glee. Sorry, I'm not thinking of that. Okay. My bad. Oh, these movies are amazing. Fuck. Yeah, he can, Yeah, he's done so many. I just saw a tweet from him. He was with T- Tim, Tim Ferriss. And they recorded talk? a live podcast. Cool. It was literally the funniest thing I've ever been a part of. Really? He was just so crazy and he's very eccentric mm-hmm. and he has this crazy hair yep it, he was amazing he was so funny and then there was dean ornish who talked about health tim ferris did the live podcast jane fonda talked about sexual assault and minimum wage in the restaurant industry so her and um there was another person that she interviewed with i'm forgetting the name but basically in a lot of states, they have a lower minimum wage for servers, so it's three dollars mm-hmm. an hour, mm-hmm. and then as opposed to the normal minimum wage, which is twelve. And in the states that have increased the minimum wage for servers to be equal to the minimum wage for everyone else, so right now it's like fifteen and fifteen, maybe. Sexual har- harassment cases have gone down fifty percent. So because it empowers women to not feel like they need to put up with sexual assault mm. to earn their money. Wow. And that 70% of the people in the restaurant industry are single moms. And there are so many sexual assault cases. And sex- And actually, in the restaurant industry, that's the number one place where women get sexually assaulted or harassed. I mean, I can imagine. It's perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's. Can, don't you think about it now? You're like, oh, yeah, I have. How many times? I mean, if you consider sexual assault a guy that you don't know slapping your ass, mm-hmm. like as you're walking by, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I think of like bottle girl days and all of that shit. I think I've like blocked that out, but mm-hmm. it definitely happened. Yep. 
you know, and then worse, I'm Mm -hmm. sure in those situations where they get to know people and they like manipulate them Mm -hmm. like every night. It's crazy. You know, every night it's crazy. So, um, they want to basically increase the minimum wage in every state to be equal to the, um, other minimum wage because a lot of these people are like living in poverty. You know, these are single women, but there's an organization called the national restaurant industry or national restaurant association. Mm Mm-hmm which is Disney, which is um, Yum Brands, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, blah, blah, blah. All these big companies, Olive Garden, that want to keep it, it low. low because they profit from it. Right. So it's just really powerful. Like, we, I'm blown away that Jane Fonda is fighting for this. Yes. Not that she wouldn't, but like, why? Do you know what I mean? I don't like, know. I think this she met from? this amazing woman. I love and this. And just was like really impacted This is why by it. you... Like when you gain fame, like this is the type of shit that mm-hmm. no one's talking about, that no one knows about, that you need to like bring to light mm-hmm. and change. Mm-hmm. And it seemed it was nice because it you felt like it's possible. Like in these mm. states, like Michigan, as an example, it's really possible for us to um, have this law passed to increase the minimum wage for restaurant workers, give them rights, you know, give them health care, give yeah. them a better life because it's not like for some people it's a transitionary job, but for a lot of people it's their full time job. You know, and again, it's seventy percent of these people are are single moms, um, and they're working so hard. You know, they deserve to have what's rightfully theirs. Oh, what's really crazy about tipping? So in Europe, um, they never had tipping, right. and in the United States, when we first colonized the United States, we didn't have tipping either. But then, as soon as the Civil War happened, and you know, we started to, um, we released slaves and we started to be a free country where slavery was illegal. They started tipping because they didn't want to pay the slaves anything. So they wanted to have the slaves continue to work in service jobs, but not to pay them. So they said that they would be getting tips. So that's where tipping came from. Ah. So that's basically like the idea to keep the minimum wage to not allow them to have minimum wage which is rightfully our right in the United mm. States and just have them have tips. So that's where the idea of having the lower minimum wage essentially came from. Wow. Crazy, right? That's crazy. It was such a, it was like so interesting and it was, wow. it was amazing. Oh, the minimum wage is $2.13. What? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Crazy. So overall, Summit was really cool. Um, did a lot of really good sessions, got really outside of my comfort zone, mm. met with some interesting people, tried to be authentic and be myself and, you know, just went from like 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. every night, had dinners with strangers, um, went to Be It Session. Awesome. Be It Session was crazy. I'm excited for our event. It was crazy. Be It and I did a Reiki session with one of our best friends. I was like crying. It was like mm. so good. And then Be It was like, come to my session, like come help me out and we went to the door of her session. There was a line of I saw that. 70 people out waiting for it. And I like got to go in with her to like set up. I felt like a celebrity. I, I know. Was, like, I'm like, Fuck. I felt surreal. I was like, what am I doing here? That's awesome. You know, I was like, I'm not cool. It was funny. After we met Be It's friends, she was like, we like you. I think she could tell I was like a little, it was like a little insecure yeah. feeling all, all weekend. Like these people are really established and really know who they are and really you know, feel comfortable being their complete selves all the time. Whereas more I'm, you know, can be a people pleaser in the sense of like, I'm going to meet someone and kind of figure out what they want to talk about or what they want me to be like for them. And I'll probably be that because I want to make it a pleasant experience Mm. for them. 
But I think it's just interesting knowing you. You like do so much know who you are mm-hmm. and like you're, know. you know what I mean. So it's yeah. interesting. I felt off that you have that. I felt off this weekend. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just being outside my comfort zone, I felt really off. So yeah, her session was insane. People, there was the room was like to the capacity. It was so good. It was so that. deep. She's so funny and cool and fun. Like I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud to know her. That's amazing. She's like sky's the so fucking lucky. limit. So Dude, I feel proud of myself that we're friends with her yeah <laughs> literally <laughs> that's amazing yeah i'm so happy rad. you guys can so check it out summit and then um yeah check out any of those speakers too the lineup of people are really inspiring and changing the world so highly recommend doing something different going outside your comfort zone doing something alone mm. doing something that scares you and continuing to learn yeah. every day so important while krista was at summit i was at Patricon. Oh yeah. Which was um just so rad. So James. we yeah, we launched oh we launched our Patreon um mm-hmm. a few months back and with you know just being fully transparent, didn't really know how to leverage how, it, how to leverage it and how, how to, to use content. it, you know, to to yeah. benefit our creative process. So Patreon is a place where creators go. It's not like Kickstarter or crowdfunding. It's, uh, you know, people can donate $1, $2, $5, $10 or more a month. And um, these creators are giving their patrons content, whether it's just a video that says, hey guys, what's up? I'm backstage. Just wanted to show you like what it's like before I go on and perform or whether it's releasing a new song a month early to your patrons or whether it's doing a meetup or whether it's sending them a holiday card like little things and I what was my biggest takeaway was that one the founder of Patreon uh Jack Conti you know he could sell this company tomorrow and make millions and millions of dollars but he's not and not to say that he won't ever Mm -hmm. but right now it's really important to me I think they're like five years old that the sole focus is to give creators a space to make money while they continue to create and really like kind of grow roots into what they're doing and their purpose in the world. And I mean, people are going up to him being like, thank you so much. Like I'm able to pay my bills every month because of Patreon and I'm able to, you know, create content, whether they are musicians, writers, I get like emotional when there are, when there is a space for things that I might, or people might think are really really weird so like there was a there was a um, nerd cover band so this band would cover songs but make them like into like they're like nerd inspired so they take like a taylor swift like like and they make the words uh, and make the words like like star wars yeah star wars or the periodic table and they have like fourteen thousand fans respect okay like that's so, creativity. So the fact that there's a space for these like super niche creators Hell yeah. is like beautiful. Yeah, man. And the fact that they're creating every day, you're like, fuck. And they're making money, you know, like, um, so it was just really inspiring. James Higa was the one that introduced us to, to Patreon. Um, he is the former VP of Apple and a fan of the podcast and has been such a, cheerleader and inspiration mm-hmm. to us and we love him so much so I was there with him and he spoke and it was beautiful I know how was the session oh I, well I can't talk about it 
it's secret actually oh, i know sure i'll, I'll tell you but amazing. it was amazing um well what was so special is that you know he yeah he was just <laughs> he was james and and just shared some really beautiful uh information and inspiration with us that uh, i'll never ever forget he's really really special and you know people were going up to him because he's he's a patron of a lot of the artists there there was this girl who's um, Kina Granis. She is a singer-songwriter, and James is one of her patrons, and he goes to her shows whenever she's in town. And he's just seen her grow from, like, n- nothing to what she is today, mm-hmm. and she's, you know, doing really well. And she's like, oh, my God, you're James. Like, because you interact with your fans in that way on, on the platform. So it's really cool. You can make it as personal or not as you want. Um, it's just a beautiful space. So if you are a creator... Um, looking to create more and not have to, you know, work yourself thin, uh, doing other jobs to to support your creative path. Check out patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Uh, we have our Patreon, patreon.com slash almost 30, and we're going to be kind of relaunching it. Um, we have some great content coming out soon, and we just appreciate you guys, all our patrons who are patrons now. Um, and future patrons, but I was just super inspired that there are like these growing and big companies out there like a Patreon Mm -hmm. who are keeping it small in the sense that they truly care about like the, the art of what's keeping their company alive instead of going for the money they're going for, you know, why this is changing people's lives. Yeah. So yeah, so we have a attached to this episode. Very special. Very special. We have yeah, a special. TBT, um, a an episode that Kristen and I recorded during our I don't know cocoon time. Oh yeah, we were in a cocoon, about to become a butterfly. Yeah, we, <laughs> we were just rolled up on the floor. Real special. So we were just recording, and this episode has never been released. But um, this is a taste of what we will be releasing on our Patreon.com/slash/almost thirty. So OG so, listeners, this is like what yeah. you guys remember. Yeah, that's just being goons, goon pots. Just being straight up goons. So if you become a patron, you know, donate a few bucks a month, you can be listening to these nugget episodes tbts um all right guys thanks so much for listening uh that was a great one i'm so we love you so happy you're here all right all have a great week bye guys love you bye welcome to the podcast we just don't know what it's going to be called yet so if you have any suggestions just send them our way it's hard to explain and describe Mm -hmm. What you want to talk about in a podcast when you want to talk about everything. So we're both 28. We're approaching 30. Approaching quickly. Quickly. And we feel like we're no longer in our 20s where we were like vomiting mm-hmm. <laughs> unexpectedly on vomiting? a Wednesday. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my heels. Yeah, when you like, when it was cool and cute to not know what you're doing mm. and like you could... Just freely fuck up and not have a plan for your life, and it was fine. Yeah. But at 30, shit gets real. So it's it's feeling quite real at the moment, and we just have a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we also have a lot of answers. Mm-hmm. We've been there. Got 28 and golden done. years behind us. <laughs> we want to share it with you. 
So I'm Lindsay. And I'm Krista. <laughs> <laughs> and we met, we're transplants from New York. Yeah. We came out here to LA. Mm-hmm. And um, we met because I reached out to Lindsay for her life advice when I wanted to follow a similar path to hers. But, um, you know, I got rejected and <laughs> shit changed. Not by my choice. <laughs> I'm a soul cycle instructor slash pursuing. Acting. acting You're an career. actress and a model. I always say pursuing because, like, yeah, if I, I say, like, oh, you. I'm an actress, yeah. and then they're like, what have you done? Have like, you done? a lot of things, but, like, nothing you've seen. Yeah, you're like, have you seen Titanic? <laughs> I was Rose. <laughs> it's like, nothing you say is good enough for whatever they say. I'm like, I was in a regional commercial where I was, totally. like, dancing around in pajamas. Totally. You don't remember that, do you? <laughs> totally. Just wasted time. Everything I'm in is in Asia, <laughs> and it's hot. <laughs> Wait, that's funny. I just had a, an audition the other day for a Japanese towel company. I had to smell a towel and say, mmm, <laughs> I didn't get it, but... What would they choose? Like, what, who's better than the next? I don't know. Everyone was blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. They fucking love blondes. I don't know Yeah, why. why is that? I don't know. It's creepy. I saw the show on Vice, and they could... They pay, like, a white man. They would pay him thousands and thousands of dollars to fake and, like, lie to groups of Asian people in Japan and say, like, he's a doctor. So they would have him pretend he's a doctor, and he would speak to groups of Japanese people, but the guy's really just an actor. But they believe him, and they're more respected. He's more respected because he's white, and he's a male. I respect Asian doctors here. I know. So true. I would rather have, like, an Asian-looking... So true. ...down below. Totally. Because they're just going to, like, shoot me straight. Like, okay, it looks good. (laughs) They're just, like, asexual. Yeah. (laughs) I was thinking the other day, I've never ever had an Asian man hit on me. Oh my god. Have you? Dude, I thought I was, and I thought they were asexual until when I was in Vietnam, and oh. I got a massage, and it was like, I had to like, I freaked out. I was, you, was he was just like body? rubbing my inner thigh for like 20 minutes, <laughs> and I put my hand like on my crotch, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna protect myself, and he would kind of like pu- try and push it away, and then I just had to like yell and freak out, and be like, what the fuck are you doing? It's not bizarre. Wait, that's, you didn't tell so me that's bizarre. <laughs> I mean, I can't be like, hey, I'm molested, great <laughs> oh trip. You know, and I don't want to judge, but it was freaking weird. You would never think if you had a guy oh, that's massaging so you. weird. You would never think. Never. I would never think to protect myself while I'm getting a massage. And my sister was like sitting next to me. It was like a couple's massage. Oh, that's weird. It was a bold move. But, you know, Asians. can't oh. resist. I'm twice his size, twice his weight. <laughs> <laughs> cannot resist. <laughs> I understand completely. Um, oh, what were you saying? So we met. So I reached out to Lindsay. I wanted to be a soul cycle instructor. I'm obviously not. So, and then when I moved to LA, we just came over here and started hanging out all the time. And we're like... We're in a book club. Sisters. We're in a book club. So that's brought us closer because we both, neither of us read the book. Because we don't read the book. <laughs> ever. Haven't read one. We're trying. It's just all of them have been really bad. Yeah. I chose the last one. Um. <laughs> it was really bad. It was the cartel, and it was way above, like, a women's book group it was just too reading level. And I should have known. I was like, oh, you need to pick, like, Nathan Sparks. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, I need to pick, like, something Nicholas light. Sparks? Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> Shows how much I read him. Um, like, you need to pick a light one. I picked, like, such a hard one. It was, like, 700 pages. Everyone's yeah. like, who the... Everyone in the chain of 20 girls, really, and half of them I know, 
are like, who picked this book? This book sucks. I fucking hate this book. I was like, I know. Someone just finished it and said it was great, though. I know. And I responded to them. I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm so glad you liked it. Um, so, yeah. So, we, uh, it's always nice to find a fellow mm-hmm. gal out here. Totally. That you connect with. The streets are hard. Like, everyone's like, oh, L.A., Everyone's so fake, so superficial. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've had a really good experience. Totally. To be honest, I really haven't. I've met some like fucking weirdos, totally. and like I feel like I'm just not attracted to people who are like are apparently I don't know superficial totally. and in this like LA world. I think they're I just be, oh yeah, hang out with a lot of transplants. Yeah, I don't know anyone that's maybe from it's California. like the West Side thing. Yeah, true. I feel like it's a lot of East Coasters true. on the West Side. But I feel like I can tell someone I that I meet from LA like right away. You know, I'm like, oh, mm. they're so sweet, but there's like a wall there, and yeah. they don't want to be my friend. Period. The end. Yeah, I don't know why. Maybe do you hear my stomach on the thing? Yeah. No, I don't hear it. I'm drinking LaCroix, and my stomach is making noises, and I feel like this mic is gonna pick everything. It's gonna up. pick that up. Okay. Okay. Wait, we're one of my about... pet peeves is like Stomach chewing dry? on ice. Like you like hear the noises. Like yeah, it's all refrain. I don't like when people like lick their lips a lot. Or like uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, the people that I've met in LA have been just like so legit. In LA, you can like also too. It's a more okay to just kind of follow your dreams. Yeah. And do your thing, and like people are so fucking weird here. You could say anything, and people are like, and they love it. Yeah, they're like, oh, I know this this guy could totally help you. He has this business, and they do this. Yeah, you're like, okay. Or you're like, I'm like in a bad mood. They're like, I know it's the Jupiter eclipse in the third moon cycle. I totally get it. We just took a yoga class, and she said, "What are we? We're in the second eclipse in one month." Yeah, and I just started thinking, oh my god, I thought that too. Makes sense. I've been going, like, back to, like, boys that I've dated in the past and, like, feeling very weird about it. Mm -hmm. Like, going back to them and, like, going on a date with them or, like, hooking up with them and talking to them. Like, why am I doing that right now? (laughs) That eclipse. (laughs) (laughs) But I was thinking, when she said that, I was thinking that's so fucking L.A. So L.A. So L.A. But then I was like, We do yoga classes to moon cycles. And, like, yoga classes, like, every, they start with all astrology stuff, mm. which I'm so down with. Yeah. But it's just, like, so LA. Yeah. You would never do that anywhere else. It's like when we went to Cafe Gratitude. Okay. I feel like if we bring anyone else to Cafe Gratitude who's not from LA. Oh, my God. They don't get it. Yeah, they don't get it. Cafe Gratitude is um a place in LA that's, like, a restaurant, and they have, everything is named after... Qualities? Qualities, or, like, a feeling, like, a... A, a bowl is, like, called... Grateful. Grateful. And whole. And so you when you order, yeah. you have to say, I am mm-hmm. blank and what you want to order. Yeah. So, like, if you say, hey, I'll just have the uh, happy, they're like, you are happy. Yes. They, like, correct you. Like, you're like, hey, can I have the this bowl? And you're like, even point to it. They're like, you are wholesome. wholesome. <laughs> yeah. They'll be like, you are a... You are eclectic. They will, like, say it for you to make sure that you know. You know. <laughs> you didn't. And they'll be like, hey, have you ever been here? And you're like, yeah, we have. So it's like, you're expected. You're going to be yeah. like, I am awake to be, you know, in order. <laughs> but you, like, never want to say it. So, like, on the low, you're just like, hey, the coffee. And they're like, you're awake. 
Okay. They're like, do you want to know the question of the day? Yes. And the question of the day is always the same. It's what are you grateful for? But then we got the other day, what are you celebrating? Oh, yeah. That was a good one. And we're like, our fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm celebrating this fucking $30 meal that I, I can know. pay for. <laughs> that is a salad <laughs> and kombucha. All right? Fucking, I'm fucking grateful. grateful shit. <laughs> So what are we going to talk about in this podcast? So. I feel like I've been through a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, don't you feel like you've been through Mm -hmm. a lot? But I also, at the same time, feel like I don't know shit. I know. I feel like I've lived, like, seven lifetimes. Mm. Like, I seriously look back at myself in high school. I'm like, don't know her. College, I'm like, no idea who that is. 20s, I'm like, God, who is that? Mm -hmm. And then, like, even, like, a year ago, I'm like, who is this person? And I feel like I've just, like, done so much growing, quote-unquote, whatever, which means basically you've made a lot of mistakes. And maybe we just need to reflect. Yeah. I don't know. We want to reflect with you guys. But we also want to talk about, like Lindsay said, just becoming and almost being 30, which is, like, seemingly a time when, you know, when you're younger and you're like, oh, I'm going to be definitely married by 30. Mm. going to have, like, two kids. We're going to, like, live this life, blah, blah, blah. You're going to, like, have so many expectations for yourself. And then it comes to the time when those expectations are meant to be fulfilled, and it's like, I don't know. You know, life has plans when you're busy making them. So it's like, what kind of things should we be doing or what? I don't know. Just, like, how... I always just have so many questions, and I'm not sure... Is it okay to ask? I mean, I always, like, I preach, like, always ask questions, always ask for help, always whatever. But I'm like, should I already know that? Dude, yeah. Doing my taxes this year, I was like, I should not do this. I have no idea. But, like, things like that are, like, kind of silly. But, you know, just with relationships and should I be, it's, like, a lot of, like, should I be doing this? Or I haven't experienced this yet and what does that mean? Like, approaching 30, maybe it means nothing. But I also don't feel like we're the only one. I know. And I feel like, too, so we're going to talk about that, but it's also just, like, about, like, reflections on life, relationships, dating, love, sometimes pop culture, things that we learned, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's not just, and I want to make that super fucking clear, (laughs) that we're not just talking about basic shit, Yeah, you know? We'll have, like, funny stories that we think are funny and sweet. And you guys will too. And then just other things that we've learned or that are like cool topics to talk about. So, you know, it's not just for girls. Mm-hmm. We're going to have boys. Yeah, because, you know, I always want to ask boys questions. Yeah. Because you guys, I mean, we always, you, you know, I, I feel like society or women or girls mm-hmm. are always like, boys know nothing. Mm-hmm. Boys know nothing. Yeah. They got to learn. But I don't know, maybe we're just not asking them the right so questions. True. Like, I want to. I don't know. I feel like it's like boys know nothing about the uncomplicated shit that is my head. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they really don't know anything yeah. about how complicated we make things. But also we don't know anything totally. about like how simple sometimes simple. they think about things. And that's totally. not always the worst thing. Totally. So I think it'll be really fun to hear from from you guys. Yep. To enlighten us and vice versa. Totally. You know, because we're kind of in this together and like... You know, the whole men are from Mars, women are from Venus, this, like, polarizing mm-hmm. idea. I don't know. I can't live like that. I know. Like, I love boys. I want to... I know. I want to, like, know them better. I want to give myself the best shot. Yeah. <laughs> at, like, finding my I soulmate. I want to this advice. Yeah. 
I just feel like it is too. Like, I always think now, I used to be like, oh my god, boys and girls are so different. But it's like, people are just different, and they're mm. shitty-ass people, mm-hmm. they're shitty-ass girls, and they're shitty-ass dudes. Yeah. So we also want to mention, um, Krista is in a relationship, mm-hmm. and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. telling you. Just so it's kind of facts. like, I, I love that because, first of all, I learned from her and her relationship, and it's also... Just good in general, just to keep, like, a very... Balance. Yeah, totally. a balance. Because, I don't know. I mean, I've been in long-term relationships. Both, like, spinsters, people yeah. would be like, they're spinsters. Yeah. They are single, and they're sad. And yeah. I'm happy in a relationship, and you are happy single. Yeah. And you've been in long-term relationships. Yeah, I've been happy in... Guys, in... Lindsay's had boyfriends, okay? <laughs> She's had a lot of men that have really loved her. So don't I forget mean... that should have loved them more. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that later. I know. Um, but I'm in a very happy relationship. Mm. I've been with my boyfriend for like... He is so freaking cute. He's cute. He's really hot. Actually fucking yeah, hot. He's hot. And so we've been together for three years and we're very happy. Like, moved from New York to LA together. So I have my perspective on like dating or being in a relationship And too. also being in a relationship in your late 20s. Like yeah, I was in a long-term relationship so in my true. early 20s when I was like... I turned 21. I was living in New York. He wasn't living there. I was bartending. Like, it was a goddamn mess. Totally. And it's funny, like, you know, I think of it, if I would have met him later in life, mm-hmm. it would have worked differently. But of course, like, could have, would have, should It's have, all about timing. Totally. I mean, how many dudes have you dated? Maybe this is just me. And they're like, I would marry you if I was 28. Yeah. And then they're like, don't do that. No one's ever said that. I've had that. I've had that. <laughs> and I took it and I believe it to this day. They would have married me if I was older. So it's like, oh, this relationship's perfect, but it's not the right time. It's like, okay. I just gotta, like, find myself. I gotta find myself. But, I mean, I get it. That was like, I mean, dude, I thought, you know, when you're younger, you literally think the first person you love is who you're gonna be with for the rest Mm -hmm. of your life. Literally. Which is fucking terrifying. Why is that? I don't know. I I feel like you're... Like, you literally... I was never been so sure of anything in my life. Oh, for sure. I would say it all the time. I'm like, anyone ask me if I'm going to marry so-and-so? Of course. Yeah. I would put money on it. Yeah. And it all fucking changed. I know. We're so young and impressionable. And like, I thought I was going to be married by the time I was 26. Yeah. Start having kids by the time I was like 28, 29. I know. I don't want to I am so far from that. It scares me. It actually doesn't scare me. It excites me a little bit. Like, don't you think, like, you'll probably get married in the next few years or whatever, but, like, you have time before kids. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, like we have, we, you don't feel pressure to no, have kids. No, my God, no. Right. But times have changed. No, though. It's, like, scary because we just control so much of, like, having kids. It's, like, we want to, we want to control when we don't through birth control or whatever, but then, like, we also want to control when we do. So we're, like, oh, want to have kids. You know, as soon as you get married, you're, you're, you're like, yeah, time to have kids. So it sometimes just scares me, like, with your body. Like, what if I couldn't get pregnant? You know, for the women that can't don't get know. pregnant. I know. I know. I have no idea. I know. You don't know. I mean, it's just, I just think about how grateful I will be if I have a healthy, beautiful child. Of course. They have to be beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've seen I'm some, just kidding. Haven't you seen some, like, real, I've seen some pretty ugly babies on Facebook. For sure. Later. It's but weird. I think they're going to be so beautiful when they grow up, but, like, I just think, like, if I had, like, some alien-looking baby... I know. I don't know. And, like, would my you friends... Would my friends hospital. tell me? Would my parents tell me? No. 
No, but like I they think said it about though. other people's pages. Like you and your husband could be like, damn. <laughs> we fucked <laughs> ugly. <laughs> You'd even put in like tons of costumes. You'd be like, damn, it's so ugly. It's costumes. <laughs> we gotta dress that little fucker up. <laughs> oh, years from now. Mm. What else? Damn, I forget where we were before we're talking about babies. Oh, like talking about your relationships before 30 or? Before, during, I don't know. I mean, you know, now we're in an, an age of, of dating apps. Yeah. And uh, Did you ever do them? Nope. Yeah, it's it's weird. Dude, I'm like really It's weird. so I'm weird. Really, and I really can't do that. And I go in waves where I'm totally. like in it and then I'm so out of it. I've had like a few success stories. Mm-hmm. Like nothing that's obviously ever lasted. I've met really cool dudes that I've dated for a little bit and, like, learned a lot and, you know, we still... How do you weed them out? I have, like, the weirdest... I just go by my feeling. Mm. And sometimes it's, like, the little things I was telling you the other day. Like, do you guys ever, when you meet someone and, like, they're cool and you're like, oh, cool. Kind of vibing. Totally. You know? Oh, you're cool. We're cool. So... I'm not going to use names on this podcast, obviously, but if I do, slap me. Bill. And reverse. (laughs) Uh, Reverse and record. No, just, like, little things, like, the way they, like, drink their drink, or, I don't even know, I'm, like, shivering thinking about certain things. Like, certain things, like, in bed, like, should I I get specific? Like, I don't know, you know what I mean? It's just... We'll go into we'll it. We'll have the episode I just, of what bothers Lindsay about people that she's dating. <laughs> yeah, I gotta write it down. Just like the littlest things, the first thing I think is, I cannot marry this. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's so horrible to I for that like to be your initial thought. All girls our age, like, and I can't, you know, whatever. I feel like all girls our age are thinking right now that. So like when they meet a dude, it's like, I can't marry this. Do you know? Totally. Is that right, though? Is that wrong? I know. I wonder that, too. I really think about that, because I don't know. Yeah, because I don't fuck around. Like, if I want... If I'm I know. Him, I'm, like, can see something. Totally. You know? Like, don't, I don't play. That's how I feel, and I get, like, yeah. frustrated, because I'm like, I should just chill the fuck out. Totally. And have fun. Totally. And just let him drink his drink. Let him... How he wants to drink Do the drink. fucking weird tongue thing yeah. before he drinks his drink. Let him lick it, and then go slow <laughs> to the cup. It's the weirdest. Like, he you wants gotta see to. it. You gotta see it in person. I will, and I will. It's fucking weird. And but he's. But the thing is, you can't say that to him. The like, thing is, he's fucking person. awesome. As a person, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks. And sex? Oh. No, it sucks oh, that like yeah. those yeah. little weird things are like pissing me totally. off. Totally. So maybe the bigger picture just isn't right. I wonder what I do that's like fucking gross or weird. Mm. Do you know? Same, but I think I'm like almost perfect me in that sense. Me too. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm I wonder so what s- I do, and I'm like, I know there's fucking nothing. <laughs> But I, honestly, I feel like I'm so self-aware that I would know if I was, like, really fucking annoying totally. when I did something. I would probably do it anyway, but I'd be aware that it's totally. annoying. I feel like I, like, would catch someone looking at me for too long or kind of, like, I'd pick up on that. Yeah. You know, if I was drinking my drink and they were kind of, like, glaring their eyes, I would be like, oh, something is weird about this. <laughs> you know, and I would, like, totally. think about it. Yeah, I feel like I'm very self-aware, but maybe I'm not. I know. Maybe that just says I'm, like, super not self-aware. I know. That's what siblings are for. I always say that to my sister. Like, I talk Mm. so much shit to my sister, even though she's one of my best friends. And she'll just do shit or, like, say, if she can't hear someone, this is an example, if she can't hear someone, she'll say, huh? Literally. So that's a huh. 
like, huh, can you tell me more? But like more but it, guttural. But and like, more <laughs> guttural. It's like, huh. It's like, huh? Like that. And it drives me up the motherfucking wall. And I'm like, dude, you need to stop saying that. It's just, or she bites her nails. You know? Oh, you need to tell. Your siblings are like, no one does that anything. anymore. Dude, no one does that anymore. Like we used to do it when we were younger, you know? Yeah, totally. And, like, and then you realize what's in your fingers and you're like, ew. Ooh. That's fucking Isn't that gross? So, like, that's what your siblings yeah. is for, like, your best friends. My best friend tells me they have dirt under my nails all the time. Mm. And oh I do. God. And I'm like, oh, shit. But now I'm aware of it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So we'll talk about awareness. Yeah, so we'll talk about awareness <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I think no topic is yeah. is off limits. I'm really um, into, like, uh, career and personal growth. Mm. So for me, I've just become obsessed like in the past two years with just like making fulfilling my potential as like a human in life so in my relationships and then personally and then in my career so talking about career stuff especially for people at our age because right now is the most pivotal time I think for people in our career so we had the first couple years to kind of lay the groundwork and understand what the working world is like or what kind of path we want to be on. So to take all of that and now actually apply it because we understand that like working at a fucking job where you're just cold calling all day is so shitty, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not what you want to do. Or like you've been in, you've been in a few different situations that help move you to where you want to go. So talking about that, like what we've learned, um, via books, podcasts or other people will be really cool. And yeah. then, um, you know, Lindsay's a soul cycle instructor, so, like, personal growth is huge for her because she has to use a lot of her knowledge and her experience and kind of her know-how and her insights to inspire a group of 60 people three to four times a day. You know, so that kind of stuff is just so important for her. And then for me, personal growth is just, like, everything. You know, like, as we talk about changes that we've experienced from high school to college to now it's basically a quest for personal growth and to be better every single day that brings you to that place so I think that will be a really cool and interesting part of the podcast too and obviously hearing from you guys kind of your strategies your skills what kind of questions you have or what kind of areas you think we should delve into would be you know awesome too yeah I mean we're navigating this kind of I think in the best way, which is kind of blindly, like we don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel like every single time that I've made a plan in my life, Mm. you know, it's gone completely the opposite direction or maybe just the like, totally, you know, 45 degrees, but it's just different. And like that, and I've, I think we're at a place now where that is exciting Mm -hmm. and it doesn't cause any anxiety. I mean, maybe at times, but it's like, it's really inspiring. So that's so true. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know I was going to become a soul cycle instructor. I mean, so I was true. bartending, I was fit modeling, I was doing all these different things. Mm-hmm. Yet, I went I went to Boston College. By the way, it doesn't really matter where you go to college. I feel like you could get the same education 100% everywhere. But, you know, people ask me, "Oh, you went to Oh, you went to BC. Oh, what are you doing?" You know, and it's like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a soul cycle instructor. I pursue my acting career. Like, I'm okay with that. Totally. But it's really interesting, like, navigating, like, people's opinions of what you're doing, totally. too. And I think, you know, I just love the feeling of, like, not not being alone in this. Mm-hmm. And, like, whatever you're doing, that's why I feel like we were brought together in a way. Like, mm-hmm. we're both creative people pursuing, you know, our passions. Mm-hmm. And we have kind of 
an idea of what we want, mm-hmm. but like it's also like unfolding as we totally. go along, which is really cool. Totally. For me, so. I was in um, management consulting for from like the time I was out of school to like January, and mm. then so I was doing that, and that was just like sales and service for C level executives of like best practices, whatever that can make them do their jobs better. That was basically my like fucking consulting pitch. And it was interesting because I learned a different language of finance that I didn't know, but like, that's not what I want to do. You know, like being behind a desk actually makes me go freaking insane. And just sitting there knowing that I'm sitting there for nine hours when I don't have something to do, honestly, like drives me up the fucking wall, you know? And even though I learned a lot being in the corporate world in that way, it's like, I quit in January and haven't looked back. So, um, and you're, so now Krista has this amazing blog. Mm-hmm. It's called the hundred blog. So hundred for like, keep it 100, live to the fullest, hundred percent, nothing less, which is something that I say all the time. So I'm like, oh yeah, hundred, you know, it's a term of agreement, term of encouragement or endearment. So I've been doing that blog for like a year now and you should check it out. It's amazing. Check it's it really out. tight. <laughs> grabbing the fat underneath my chin it's really tight I need to really work on that that's what we're I'll give you at. some retinol before we need to yeah we'll talk about beauty products and stuff. beauty products we'll be testing out products weekly mm-hmm. um, from the bazaar to mainstream to what maybe you guys are obsessed with yep and we'll either say oh cool it works or yeah fucking overrated that shit sucks yeah so I think you're gonna wanna come and subscribe and listen to our fucking awesome podcast. If you want to talk about dating, if you want to talk about personal growth, if you want to talk about career stuff, if you want to talk about hot topics in general, if you want to talk about love and relationships, friends, you know, kind of like navigating your life, even from 20 to 40 or just even into your 30s, and you want to, we are the girls for you. Amen. Amen. Um, we can't wait to hear from you and hopefully by next week I'll have a voice. Yeah. Did we mention this I isn't my it, normal though. sexy? It's her, it's I wonder how it actually sounds. I like it. I have is, what is it? Are you... Well, I have vocal notes. Oh yeah. Tragic. Like Adele. You guys know Adele. Yeah. She had vocal um, notes and Lindsay does too. Like basically Adele. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like they talk about it. They're like, oh, <laughs> these nodes in my pipes. I know. I have to call him back. <laughs> um... So yeah, so hopefully all the boys, we are still deciding on a, a name. name. And it's going to be more structured, so this is yeah, we just have a free special style. segments that last a few minutes each and like conversations with our Uber driver is yeah. a segment cuz I mean, I honestly have the best conversations of the day with Uber drivers. What did you learn from your Uber what driver? What did you learn from your Uber driver? What did you learn today? Give us a sneak So I learned a lot about hemp. So he's making a hemp documentary. And hemp is just like a super plant and it's been kept under wraps because of the government's relationships with large corporations and hemp can do amazing things for the environment and for people and I was just inspired to learn more about hemp. I love that. It was amazing. Honestly, he said there's tons of hemp documentaries. We need to check them out. Oh. When can you talk about hemp with your friends? I feel like Uber drivers in LA are so interesting. So... I feel like half of them are lying, but... Yeah, my one the other day asked me to sit up front. I said no, but, like, politely, and then totally. I sat in the back, and then he was like, 
um, I was asking him questions, and he's, I said, oh, what do you do? Because he always asks, what do you do? Totally. And they're like, and he said, um, oh, I'm a, I teach autistic kids. And I was like, that is such an asshole. I know. But I'm like, are you lying? Yeah, I don't know if you're lying. I'm like, do you have kids? He's like, no, I'm single. Like, okay. Why do you ask you to sit up for him? I don't know. It was weird. I was like, it doesn't make sense. I was like walking in the car and he like, he's like, oh, you can sit up front. I'm like, I'm the only person in this car. I'm going to sit in the back. Yeah. He's like, this girl's hot as fuck. You can sit up front. <laughs> oh, no. he'd be like, to me, like, like in the back. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, it was weird. Do you but ever get what? Soft topic. Keep it up. Keep it in. Let's do it. <laughs> earlobes. Do your earlobes ever smell? No. <laughs> do yours? How? I feel like from like having earrings in like. I don't ever wear earrings, but, like, in the actual earring hole... Totally. ...is, like, like probably... Like, brown and crusty. I mean, my... <laughs> How do you know they smell? Because I just smelled it, but I'm not going to let you smell How it. How do you smell them? <laughs> Dude, there's no way. But... Okay. All right. I never wear earrings. Neither do I. That's the thing that's, like, weirding me out. Like, inside the hole is probably just, like... Because it's still a hole totally. in your body. You have two double pierce? I guess. I forget. Yeah, I have, like, I one here and then, like, there... I wanted to get more piercings, but... My dad would kill me. They just, like, close up. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of, like, past that point. And then they're always like, oh, you have to, like, sleep on a special pillow and clean it out every day. I'm like, no. No. Do you have any Can tattoos? shower. No. Okay. Once he has a tattoo, it's tight. My dad doesn't know yet, so... Hey, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dolphin. It's on her vagina. <laughs> it's jumping into her vagina. Um, we will also be talking about vaginas. You need to tell them what your tattoo is so they don't think it's a dolphin. Oh, it's <laughs> a finger vagina. It's a morning morning dove feather. It's from my grandfather. It's beautiful. We'll get into that. It's beautiful. Yeah, we will be talking about vaginas, and we also will probably have questions about, like, very, like, I'm going to say the wrong thing. Yeah, just say it. <laughs> basic in general. No, not basic, yeah. but, um. About penis. Clinical, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I want to. So we'll have doctors on like, to talk about clinically. <laughs> Clinically, what penises are like. I've I just have some. I just have some a penis, So never. I've seen one penis. It's my boyfriend's. So that's the, the only, only penis one you've I've ever around. seen. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I wish I've only seen one penis. You don't. You don't need to see anymore. <laughs> so I think that's it. So we'll right, come cool. back to you with a name, a name, and just a structured show. Yeah. We'll keep them to like 40, 30, 45 minutes. Perfect, perfect for driving. Perfect for your drive. Walking from work. Whatever. And then we'll also set up a website to answer questions, to interact with you guys. And Maybe then, we'll even put a picture up of us. Like maybe, like. if you guys are lucky. We'll see. Yeah. I'll just put a picture of, like, Rosie Huntington Boyle and just be like, here. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, we'll put a picture of us and stuff. Doppelganger. Tops. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we love you. We'll uh, see you next week. Peace out. We hope you enjoyed this solo episode with Krista and I, as well as our bonus TBT. So those TBTs are uh, one of many. We have a bunch of episodes that have never been heard before, and we will be releasing them on our Patreon page. So if you become a patron at patreon.com slash almost 30 P-A-T-R-E-O-N. 
n.com slash almost 30. You can donate a few bucks a month to get a ton of rad rewards. So including our almost 30 dad hat, bonus episodes like those throwback episodes, live streams, access to events that we have in LA, um, and eventually across the country and, um, so much more. So we would love for you to check that out. A few thank yous. Thank you to podcastmasters.net for editing our episodes. We love you guys. Thank you to Clone Money. You can find her work at clo-leo.com, C-L-O-L-E-O.com. Thanks so much to Tiffany, Meredith, James, and a bunch of other people who are always contributing to Almost 30, helping us to grow and be better uh, for all of you. And thank you to Almost 30 Nation, all of you. We wouldn't be where we are without you. So thank you. Thank you. Please DM us, message us, email us, uh, and join our secret Facebook group. We're having a really um, inspiring, enlightening conversations in there every single day ready to have you. So join that. And thanks so much to our sponsors this week, Hum Nutrition, Four Sigmatic, uh, Zola, Dame Products, and HelloFresh. Damn, we got a good crew this week. Thanks so much for listening and we will see you all very soon.